a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And wasn't it just the 4th of July as we're recording here live on the 1st of October? October, um, our scheduled guest is in uh, COVID quarantine. So I thought, you know, it's the first of the month. It's time to start looking ahead to the final four months of the year. In my case, really three months since I don't do a whole lot in December. But I thought it would be a good time to just talk about some things that we don't always get to discuss when we have a guest on. We have a guest on, we talk about their career, their brand, something that they're doing. And so I thought today we'd just talk about some things that I've been observing and wanted to share with the overall banking marketplace under a couple of, I guess what we would call, you know, audio bullet points. And so um, I encourage you to listen if you have the guts to hear some unfiltered truth about banking and things that I see out there in the social media space and talking to people on the phone and things like that. All right. The first one, as I always do in October, as it's sort of the strategic planning session season. I've got to tell you, when I spoke professionally back in the 2000s, on more than four or five occasions, I was told by the board members of a credit union, Jason, we'd love to have you out at our credit union for strategic planning, but you you don't look old enough to be conducting one of those sessions given the makeup of our board, which in in those days was almost always older Americans. Now, I got to tell you, I never complained to anybody. I never, I never threatened to sue anybody for this absolute outright ageism in reverse, basically. Uh, I remember one guy saying very clearly, Jason, when you get a little snow up top, referring to my hair when it turns gray, and it hasn't yet, he says, when you get a little snow up top, come back and talk to us. Well, no big deal. And I did a few strategic planning sessions, 360 Federal Credit Union, Grow Federal Credit Union back in 2008. And basically that's it. And it's unfortunate because those are really good gigs. As a professional speaker, the follow-up business after the conference is what we were all hoping to accomplish. But again, I never complained about it. I, I couldn't complain. There's no social media in the mid-2000s to speak of. I hadn't started the podcast yet. It's just an observation because today we're going to talk about some of these things, not necessarily strategic planning. I always give out my strategic planning for free in October. So stand by. Here it comes. Strategic planning 2021. Make loans, get paid back, be in business forever. No hashtag required. Okay, that's it. That is my strategic planning advice for all of you. Now, as we look ahead to the balance of the year, in case you haven't noticed, the theme on this show recently has been we are talking to people who are actually doing things. And I mean doing tangible, measurable, amazing things in the banking marketplace and elsewhere. So just for grins, I'm going to jump over while I'm recording this onto LinkedIn and see what awaits the curious mind of a bank consultant like myself. Here we go. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. But it, here, this is, this is my ongoing problem 
or issue with LinkedIn. And again, no one empowered me to tell people what they can and cannot post on LinkedIn. But when I joined LinkedIn back in 2008, 2009, I was really excited about it. This sort of like an ongoing chamber of commerce meeting with like-minded individuals, sharing ideas, sharing promotions, sharing, sharing successes. And that's not what it is anymore. Here's the first post. It's a picture of one of those old felt boards where you would put in the little plastic letters and, and the corner of a potted plant. Yes, I do a cannabis show, but not that kind of potted plant, just your average plant. And the picture says, if speaking kindly to plants helps them grow, imagine what speaking kindly to humans can do. Okay, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, if you were in a in a business meeting and someone walked in on your business meeting and said, by the way, if you speak, it, it, it's just an observation. The next thing as I scroll, curious about Ohio's business-friendly climate, let's talk. Jobs Ohio promoted post, no big deal. And then somebody I know that I've had on the show many times, David Tuyo, uh, likes a, a post by Launch Credit Union, you're invited, rethinking diversification. Perfectly great stuff, and pretty much that's as far as I will typically go when I jump over. I don't understand the algorithms on LinkedIn or why we see what we see, but it's just an observation. I think, I believe, there's going to be a significant exodus off of social media. Now, the young people, you know, we are who we were. I always talked about this when I was speaking professionally. You know, join me 40 years in the future at the nursing home, and it's going to be a bunch of 80 and 90-year-olds banging their heads to rock music and dancing to Michael Jackson with dentures and hips popping out all over the place because I'm not going to start liking the music my parents liked when I become their age. They're in their 80s now. That's just, that's just part of who we are. We are who we were. And so there will continue to be YouTube stars and TikTok millionaires, and I think they'll primarily be located, <laughs> located um, in that younger generation, certainly much younger than me. I will only have LinkedIn as a social media site on Veterans Day, when I wrap up my Light Fighters, the last foot soldiers of the Cold War podcast that I've been doing, and I've really been enjoying that, by the way. I want to send a quick shout out to Jared Jones, our guest last week. Wow, a lot of y'all listened to his show. Just, I'm, I'm actually going to talk to him about potentially doing a limited podcast series about his time at the Air Force Academy. It is a very different academic experience than some of us had at college or at the university, and, and it really does deserve a great deal of respect because these young men and women that go to the service academies, they give up a lot of the fun that some of us had when we were at that age to you know attend one of our service academies, and so I'll be talking to Jared about that. I hope we can get that worked out. So anyway, I think there's going to be a continued exodus off some of the social media platforms. I mean, Facebook's going to be okay. We need, if you quit Facebook, you may still have an Instagram account. They're both owned by all by the same companies, it seems to me. Some company in California is going to do just fine whether I quit social media platforms or not. But just something to think about. Um, something else I saw, speaking of LinkedIn the other day. Folks, let me let you in on a little time management tip. 
You don't need to read or attend another session or webinar or comment on a thread by somebody posting anything about digital transformation. If your brand did not transform digitally during COVID-19, it never will. It's too late. And these people that are just constantly out there, I had someone call me, uh, you know, I, I post my number on my LinkedIn profile. If you want to talk to me, you can always call me. If you disagree with something you've heard on the show, you're always welcome to call. We'll have you on the show. You don't have to agree with me about anything to be a guest on this program that we've been doing for 11 years, the longest running, most successful banking podcast in American history. This show would be an hour long today if I went through all the people who started banking podcasts and failed. Anyway, person calls, I'm not going to use the name again, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but someone who, who says they're a futurist. Hey, I'm a futurist. I'd love to come on your show and talk about the future of banking. Folks, something else that you need to understand. First of all, I'm a historian, okay? I understand history and time and space and how it impacts people and brands and businesses. I'm fascinated by that kind of thing. But the simple fact is COVID-19 compressed 10 years of inevitable changes into one. We are all futurists right now. We are all living 10 years in the future right now. And you're just, you're just not going to learn anything new reading an article about digital transformation and some of the other stuff that is out there. I want to send a quick shout out to Tracy Wilcox. I had a wonderful video chat with Tracy this week. She's the CEO of ONTAP Credit Union. Cheers, Tracy. That was such a fun call. They've got such a great brand vibe on tap up in Colorado. And of course, if you haven't listened to our Sunday on Monday show, if you go to my website, eloquentonline.net, and all that really is is a place where I post the Eloquent Online shows, you need to listen to the show Sunday on Monday from this past week. Everything, every single thing you've attended a conference about is included in this show, especially the relationship between the credit union management and the board of directors, the aforementioned board of directors who deemed me too young to conduct strategic planning back in the mid-2000s. Okay, next audio bullet point. Credit unions, I'm speaking to you specifically now. I know you have to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but there becomes a time when you talk about it too much. You know, I, I, we had John Bissell on the show from Greylock Federal Credit Union, a really nice show, but John and I do not see eye to eye on DEI issues. I told him, don't refer to me as a Hispanic. I don't consider myself a Hispanic just because my skin is brown. I served in the American army. I fought in an American war. I'm just an American. I'm a Texan. I've never referred to myself as a Hispanic. Oh, you, uh, that's not, I, I can't even self-identify now. So the diversity, equity, and inclusion people are Actually, the diversity, equity, and exclusion crowd if you don't agree with them. I spoke to John off the air, and he's sitting there grappling with what he referred to as my white privilege. And I was like, John, what are you talking about? John Bissell's family has been in New England, southern New England, since the 1600s. Let me tell you about white privilege in air quotations, okay? There's something many of you have never heard of. It is called King Philip's 
War. It occurred between the years 1675 and 1678 in southern New England in the Connecticut River Valley, basically exactly where I spent my summers growing up as a child in Rhode Island, Fall River, Massachusetts, that entire area of southern New England. I looked out on the Narragansett Bay. I looked over to Bristol Island where King Philip was finally caught and killed. If you think about sort of the Hallmark Thanksgiving movie or Charlie Brown where the Indians and the pilgrims get together, a generation later, Massasoit, who had you know, helped the pilgrims, his second oldest son, Medicom, who was referred to as King Philip, decides, you know what, it's time to get rid of all these English people, all of these white people. And, and the Indians basically declared war on all of the English settlers in southern New England, and it was per capita the deadliest war in American history, even though it occurs 100 years before, you know, the Revolution and the Fourth of July and the Constitutional Convention and all of that, the Native American tribes in southern New England literally tried to kill every single white person in the Connecticut River Valley. They don't cover that in your diversity, equity, and inclusion class, do they? So I'm not sure why John Bissell thinks thinks he's a beneficiary of white privilege because it's very likely that some of his ancestors uh, were set upon or threatened with or maybe even died during King Philip's war. Uh, the outcome, obviously, the, uh, the English won and they defeated the, the Indians. Now, you can say, well, the, the, the English never should have landed in America. That land belonged to the Pequots and the Narragansett. Who are you to say that? How are they supposed to know that? Were the, were the pilgrims supposed to listen to a podcast on the Mayflower as they headed into the Atlantic seaboard? One of the things I will tell you as a historian is historians today have become very, very lazy because it's easier for contemporary academics to try to figure out what those people hundreds of years ago should feel based upon their own views today rather than trying to figure out what they were actually experiencing. And so I hope John Bissell will do some self-reflection and realize he's not a benefit of white He's not a beneficiary of white privilege, whatever that means. So anyway, diversity, equity, and exclusion. I told John, you know, I, I don't care for the term Hispanic. So what did he do? Eh, he blocked me on LinkedIn. No big deal. I'll survive. But that DEI crowd, they're, they're not into inclusion, folks. They are into exclusion. You either agree with them or boop, you're out of their little collective. No problem. I'll be just fine. But to wrap this up, I do want to say this. One of, the, one of the themes on this show, it's always been a very generational show, but one of the themes has always been as it pertains to diversity. And our third and final bullet, audio bullet point of the day is this. Live it, learn it, know it, Spicoli. Locality trumps diversity. Most of your customers, members, and clients, your banking audience, they pick up their phone in the morning. I just did it out of habit. I just 
did it. I pick it up, thumbprint, check my balance, everything's good to go, and I really don't want to think about my banking brand for the rest of the day. And you know as well as I do, those of you that you know think about social media and your digital footprint or whatever, the only time your social media channel really blows up is when your data processor goes down or when you post pictures of puppies, and that's it. It is important to understand that we are, we are competing for this tiny sliver, we're talking about seconds, of our banking audience time on social media. Many of you are employees of a financial brand, and you don't go check the, the social media sites every single day, and that's fine. What people do throughout the day is they take out that debit card with your logo on it at the dry cleaners, at the gas station, at Kohl's, at Target, at the grocery store, and all of those brands are likely within a 10 to 12 to 15 mile radius of where they woke up that morning. Locality is the most dynamic, important aspect of your banking brand and how well you intentionally engage your audience with your local brand is going to determine what kind of success you have. And while it might hurt the feelings of the diversity trainers out there, and I used to be a diversity trainer, by the way, at my first job at the Kerrville State Hospital back in the early, no, mid-1990s, you need to understand and, and hear it, like I said, live it, learn it, love it, locality trumps diversity always has, always will. And so there you are, the big bullet points. Strategic planning, make loans, get paid back, be in business forever. Diversity, equity, and exclusion is what I've been experiencing here this year. And then finally, locality trumps diversity. Old Jedi mind trick. Say it over and over again, and perhaps people will believe it. These are not the droids you're looking for. And even though it drives them crazy up in Madison, Wisconsin, and Alexandria, Virginia, thank you for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more conference-quality information without the rubber chicken dinner? the Me Too class action suit, and without the expense report. My name is Jason Dyes, and we'll talk to you all next week. Take care.